You're welcome along to the 15 for 30 podcast on Balls.ie with me, Mick McCarthy. This is the third week of our 15 for 30 show. Basically, this is a series that we're running on Balls.ie at the moment. We're going week by week, county by county. We started with Donegal, we footballers. We had the Waterford Herders last week, and we're back to football again this week with the Mead footballers. We are looking basically for a public vote for the best 15 from the last 30 years, the best county team from Mead from the last 30 years. That's, that is running up on Balls of E right now. You can go and vote for your best Mead, Mead 15. Send that in to us. We'll get the votes together. We'll have the results on Saturday. As every week, we will have a podcast to go along with each vote where we will talk to somebody from that county. We went with a former player in Brendan Deveni from Donegal. We went with a commentator last week with Kieran O'Connor from WLR in Waterford. And this week, we're going with a current player. We've got Sean Tobin of the Mead footballers who's going to look back on uh, his for his teammates, the people he watched growing up, uh, his former teammates, and he's going to put together a 15 uh, for 30 for Mead. So we're going to talk to him in just a minute. Uh, also on the show, we've got a couple of people, uh, a couple of members of the public uh, who just happen to work at Balls Alley, who just happen to be from the the great county of Mead, and they're going to put together their um, their teams and come on with us. Dylan and Shane will be on with us later in the show to go through their teams and you can see what all the different kinds of rationale are before you go and make your decision uh, after the show. Just to, before we get going on uh, Mead and talking to Sean, we did have Waterford last week. Huge reaction to the Waterford show. It got really good traction in Waterford across different social media and everything like that. So that was great to see. In the end, it kind of came down, there was only really two or three positions that were up for grabs. A very early stage in the voting, we kind of knew a lot of the places. But the final 15 was as follows on Waterford's 15 for 30, their best hurling team from 1990 to 2019. In goal, very, very easy choice. A huge amount of votes for Saki, Stephen O'Keefe. Um, a full backline then of cornerbacks Owen Murphy and Noel Connors with Fergal Hartley at full back. I'll come back to that in a second. A, um, an unbelievably brilliant half backline and uh, high in the vote of Tony Brown, Ken McGrath and Kevin Moran. Midfield of two current players, two current superstars and all-stars, Jamie Barron and Austin Gleeson. While, uh, waiting to get this for a forward line, Dan Shanahan, Rick Walsh, Porrick Mahoney, John Milan, Owen Kelly and Paul Flynn. Um, not bad at all. Now, again, this has happened two weeks in a row where somebody who's had the 15th most votes has lost out to the t- person who has the 16th most votes. And that's what's happened here. And uh, Fergal Hartley, of course, would have been known as a halfback most of his life. He did play some fullback, but there wasn't enough votes for uh, a, a fullback. You do want the team to make sense. Seamus Prendergast actually had the 15th most votes, but we didn't have enough backs. What we would have had to do is probably move Ken McGrath to fullback, move Brick Walsh back to six and play Seamus Prendergast at 11. We don't want to do that. We want the team to kind of make sense one and also kind of retain its magic. Ken McGrath got the third or fourth most votes of everybody. You want him in a position where he's actually made an impact over his career. Um, So that's the way we've kind of worked that. Generally, we will try and go with who you pick, but that's why it's important to pick people in the position that you want them to play in as well. Um, So it was an interesting one to look at. The choices kind of came down to basically uh, Prendergast versus Porek Manny for the last forward spot. And then Fergal Hartley versus um, Sean the Rock Clonan, as, as a lot of Waterford voters call him, the original Rock. He was the uh, fullback for Waterford in the 1990s and, and a, a bit of a cult hero in the county. But in the end, the captain of the 2002 Munster winning team, the breakthrough team, Fergal Hartley got in. So that's Hurland, that's Waterford. We will do the same when we're looking back on Mead next week. Um, but right now we are going to concentrate in football for the rest of the show and we're going to talk Mead and first of all we're going to get the 15 for 30 of current Mead footballer Sean Tobin before we do that let's hear some of the highlights of a few of the lads who probably will be
Right, delighted to be joined uh, by me footballer Sean Tobin to discuss his Meads 15 for 30. Sean, thanks a million uh, for, for joining us today um, on the 15 for 30 podcast. I just, before we kind of get into your team, it's funny, I was, when I was talking to people about this, uh, about Meads um, over the last kind of few days, we've been sort of saying like, you know, it's the, the, the end of this 30 years cover sort of the end of the 87 and 88 team, the 1991 All-Ireland final uh teams you've got the obviously the two all-ireland winning teams of the 90s and then since then it's kind of been a bit hit and miss for Mead, and there hasn't gone too well and it was only when i was kind of uh talk, thinking about talking to yourself you realize this was something that was you know definitely looking up kind of coming into this year between making the all-ireland quarterfinal last year and playing division one football this year um things kind of looking up under andy and it must have been a weird thing for you guys to sort of like be playing Division One football, gearing up for the championship with all the kind of top level competition you're playing, and then suddenly the year is kind of taken away from you, and and you're kind of stuck in limbo for the summer. Yeah, uh, yeah. First off, big thanks for having me on the podcast, and uh, just in relation to what you're saying, yeah, look, it was tough. We look, we we're not not going to lie. We found Division One. It's a big step up. I thought we did ourselves uh, we did ourselves justice. Uh, we probably came came up short um, in the last 10 minutes of a few of the games, but we're definitely not far away. Um, we really felt like we were gaining momentum. We felt the Division 1 win was not too far away, and for it to stop all of a sudden, um, yeah, of course, it was a bit annoying because we were gearing up to another big championship season. Um, look, we would have liked to have uh, notched a few wins in Division 1, but we really felt like we were just starting to motor, so... Yeah, it was strange. It was strange, but look, we've fair play to Andy and all the boys. They've kept us. They've kept us going with Zoom calls, and they've kept us kept us positive. And we've um, we've had our gym programs and a bit of running here and there, and doing our own thing at home. So, yeah, look, it's, it was tough to start, but we're back in a kind of positive mindset. Yeah, the Division One thing is funny because it's almost like you need to have it. The like you know you 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 guys might have played Dublin and Leinster final or played an All Ireland quarter final, but other than that, you haven't been at that level in a consistent week after week basis. You almost need to do it once to kind of experience that level a little bit to kind of then maybe in two years' time you're kind of right. We're at this level now. We're one of these teams, and we can compete and go and obviously stay up is is the very very least of what your uh, ambitions will be. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's what we found. Look, if um, you just you don't get any second chances in Division One, and there's games there where we felt like we played really, really well. We, there's probably games we could have we could have won, but unfortunately, when you make a mistake in Division One, you're, you're going to you're going to you could lose to a goal. You know they'll go down to score a goal. You could end up you could end up four or five points behind within five minutes. You know they just these unforced errors just get you just uh, they nail you for them, and that's what we found it um, the tough thing about Division One. But it was a fantastic learning curve for me. You have to be in Division One in order to think about you're going to tie, uh, contend Leinster titles or, or, or sorry, all Ireland. That's where you want to be. So, but yeah, no, it was a fantastic learning curve for us, and we really hope that we're going to continue on the up. Great, and then I think a lot of people, there's definitely a lot of neutrals around the country. Even if we, even if sometimes we love to hate Mead, I think there is a kind of a sense of wanting to have Mead at the top table again. And I have to say, looking back over these teams and some of these matches and some of these players over the last few days. Um, there is almost a nostalgia for that. But I suppose when you're looking at this team as well, you're thinking about players that you've played with or played alongside or watched in, that might not have had the national um, attention that the likes of who we're going to be talking about, Trevor Giles and Graham Garrity and, and all these boys might have had. Because like, it's not as if really good footballers in Mead went away just because the 15 together or the 24 together as a all Ireland contender did. You know what I mean? You're still always every mid team's gonna have some seriously very good footballers. Yeah, I, I always felt the talent was here, and that's what I did. When I'm picking this team here, my 15, um, I suppose what I did was I kept it to players that I played with, I personal experiences with, and that I also went to Crow Park and, and maybe seen seen in the flesh. Like when you're thinking of some of the greats, some of the legends for, for me, you're probably thinking of Bob O'Malley, like David Beggy, Mickey McQuillan, Colin O'Rourke, Brian Stafford. Bernard Flynn, Jerry Mack, you know, the Millennium yeah. Man, Mark O'Connell, the list goes on. And all these lads, actually, a lot of them won all stars into, into the early 90s. Um, but I hope the lads don't uh, don't give out to me for not picking them. But I was too young to, to remember the lads. So I'm Colin yeah. Rourke, manager for um, a lot of teams over my life. So um, as I said, I hope him and the lads don't, uh, don't go mad at me. <laughs> 
Yeah, we won't we won't get uh, we won't get the Simon Sen lads to, to to go ringing up uh, ringing up O'Rourke anyway to tell him that you didn't pick him if you don't. Um, we will, we might just go through starting goals. I'll tell you now. I'm just looking at the vote before we come on to talk about this. And look, as you said, a lot of those lads, you know, that we're talking about the 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 Hannans and the Martin O'Connells and 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 these boys are probably going to make the team given we've kind of had a few days of voting so far. You sort of tend to know Robbie Malley. But in goal is wide open. We haven't seen it in the two weeks we've done. Goalkeeper's been pretty straightforward both weeks. But between Cormac Sullivan, Brendan Murphy and Michael McQuillan, it's um, pretty much even, which is actually kind of interesting. Um, I don't know if you've gone for one of the three of those boys. Yeah, all three come into mind, especially Sully there in 99. He got um, he won an All-Star and won All-Ireland. But I'm actually going to throw a bit of a spanner into the works. Uh, who I'm going to pick myself was a lad that I came on to play the... The uh, the me team with, which was Paddy O'Rourke. And yeah. I actually think he's probably, Paddy was a passionate man. He was somewhat controversial. He got his fair share of red cards as a keeper. And I think that actually overshadowed maybe his quality as a keeper because he won a Leinster in 2010. He actually represented the country in international rules. So he was considered one of the best, uh, one of the best keepers in the country at, at one time. And I played with Paddy for years. And still to this day, I'd say he's probably one of the best kick passes of a ball I've ever played with. So I'll have Paddy in goals. Absolutely. Yeah, and if he's struggling for a place, he can always go full forward in the last few minutes as well. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, still, he's still kicking the lights out for the club. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, that's a, that's a good call straight away and definitely gets us kind of thinking um, along the kind of different lines. And, and um, Your full back line um, then, I suppose, just to kind of let you know, sort of, again, the voting, and this is only your team, it doesn't matter, but the full back line is kind of open. Like We're probably going to have Robert O'Malley and Darren Fay um, is, is, is almost certainly um, in at this stage, given that McLean's probably only paid a couple of years in the 90s, you know? Yeah, I, 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 what I went for here is, I probably, like, at two, to be honest, I, I didn't see Bobby O'Malley myself, but mm. when I was travelling to Crow Park, one of the men that I'd always look forward to seeing was Mark O'Reilly. Mm. Um, he was always a player I enjoyed watching in Crow Park, and he was always going to give his marker the fill of it. He was the type of cornerback that no one liked Mark, and look, Two-time All-Ireland winner. I think he won, yeah, he won man the match in 99 All-Ireland final. And he was just utterly fearless and a ferocious competitor. Um, at three, as I said, look, he picks himself down Faye, one of the best back, full-backs of all time. Um, just a pure powerhouse. Two-time All-Ireland winner and three All-Stars. And then at four, I want to pick a man that I played a lot with um, over my time with me, and that's Mickey Burke, the Honey Badger. Very so, good. I'm going to give Mickey uh, for <clears throat> due to his his um I, I suppose before Donald Kogan came onto the scene, Mickey was me's go-to man, and he actually played me football from 2004 to 2019, and I think he's over 130 appearances for me in league and championship. He won a Leinster in 2010, and look, Mickey's a bit of a cult following around around the around the country, and I suppose behind all the tattoos and all the mad hairstyles, <laughs> Mickey still was. Mickey was still would be what sports people call the ultimate professional. He sleeps, breathes, and eats meat football, and he leaves no stone on turn and he had a massive influence on my career personally. He was a great, he was a great uh, mentor to me and he was always a real leader in the dress room. So I'll give four to Mickey Burke. That sounds good, yeah. Mickey Burke, uh, one of the kind of, I suppose, I don't know whether it is the hair and the beard or not, but when I always think of him, like he does sort of feel that like they're, you know, watching me games, sort of like him rampaging up one of the wings sort of as the game kind of breaks up in the later sort in the latter stages I always find that he was some man to kind of to kind of carry a ball and start an attack from the backs as well which is sort of you know if you talk about the span in which he played being a cornerback or a wing back or even a center back as he was at times those roles changed so much even in the period of his career didn't they they did, yeah. I actually think now Mickey can maybe correct me on this, but I think Mickey played every position for Mead, bar midfield and in goals. So he's extremely <laughs> versatile, as you said. He got up and down. He's an extremely fit manager. He's in the gym every single day. He's yeah. in some shape. So he could play him anywhere and just um, a serious servant to the county. Well, that's a pretty good full back line anyway of uh, Mark O'Reilly, Darren Fay, and, and Mickey Burke. You couldn't really argue with that. Um, looking at the half back line then. Um, there's obviously some obvious names uh, kind of knocking around. Um, one in particular, I think, from your era in probably one of the best meat footballers to, to not win All-Ireland. I'm pretty sure Donald Kelvin will be on your team somewhere, but I'd be definitely interested to see where and who else is with him in the half-back line. Yeah, so I, I do have Kyogi in, but um, I, I don't know if many people would have picked the two I'm picking. I actually went for two club men at five and seven. Maybe it's a bit biased, but uh, number five, I picked uh, Seamus 
Kenny, he played for Mead for uh, for 15 years. Yeah. Um, he made his debut in 2001. He, he hung up the boots in 2014. He's a club man of mine, and he's a guy that I looked up to when I was very young. And we've been from the same club. We shared a lift of training during my first year there, and he kind of took me under his wing. He's extremely dedicated and a great mentor. He played for so long, and I know firsthand how quality of a player he is. He was extremely versatile, a wizard under the breaking ball. And look, he won a Leinster in 2010, and he captained me in 2011 and 2012. So I'd have to give five to Seamus. Um, I suppose moving on to, to centre-back. Um, it's a tough position to call because we've had so many men there over the last, uh, in recent times. No one's really uh, stamped our ground there for a long, for a long occasion, say, for, the long, for a long time, say, since maybe Andy McManus, but... I suppose in recent times I've, we've looked at Donald Kyogen to play there and play in the half-back line and um, look, he's a current teammate of mine and I've played with Kyogi in the Mead team for the past seven or eight years and all that time he's probably been the county's best and most consistent player. His application, dedication to the game is second to none. And look, it's, it's no secret that Mead have been in a state of transition for the last seven or eight years but it's important to note some of the guys who have brought us back to near the top flight and I think um, Donald is definitely one of the main reasons why we've got back to Division 1. And look, he's now joint captain of the team. He was nominated for an All-Star last year. And in my opinion, he was probably very unlucky not to get it. Yeah. So, I definitely have yeah. six. I'd agree with you on that. We, we did a kind of a rolling All-Stars, just a sort of a thing that we've been doing over the last couple of years in football and hurling. And one of the, you kind of, Don Kogan was in that team for the whole year last year and we never took him out, you know. And it kind of, you do get, you kind of know by the time you get to the All-Ireland final, especially when there's a replay then as well, that someone that probably went out in the quarters is going to drop out and you know it. But when you're doing it on a week-by-week -week basis like we were, nobody ever kind of stepped foot and said, that guy's had better performances and more of them and more consistent than Donald Kogan. I thought he actually, and we all kind of agreed in the office, should have been a walk a walk on for the All-Stars last year. And I think, I don't know, from a player's point of view, from a teammate's point of view, I'd be interested in something like, um, which isn't his game in scoring, right? But something like kind of, a leader like that taking a kind of a bull by the horns and getting that kind of crucial score in, in, in the qualifier against Clare, um, you know, when things probably weren't looking all that good. You know, teammates do look to kind of a certain couple of players on on a pitch to kind of go and take the bull by the horn sometimes, don't they? And he's definitely oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. Kogan's application to the game is just unbelievable. He's up and down, up and down. And as you said, he's brought that... He never would have been known. He would have been known as a man marker for his first for the early part of his career. And now he's coming up with goals left, right, and centre. He's clip, clipping over points. He's really added so much to his game. Even there this year in Division One, he he netted a couple of goals. He's definitely probably netted way more than me in Championship football. Level. <laughs> so like, um, but he's definitely one that you'd um you'd be you'd be really looking at. So when when you see Kyogi driving up the pitch, we tend to say and train just follow, follow him. You kind of you kind of follow his slipstream. So um, and you go in twos and threes, but yeah, he's the man that allows lead you over the line. Brilliant. And Sean, you have another another Simon Sam man then at, at wing back. Yeah, I suppose this is um um this is a man, look, he's another club man of mine. Look, he's um he's probably with the one man if you was going to war with, I'd bring him with me, and that's Hank Trainer. Yeah. Um he's an all Ireland winner in ninety nine. He's just a really, really tough, tough footballer. I remember when I was 17 and my first training sessions for Simon Seniors went in on Hank and he just uh, went through me for a shortcut. So uh, I used to hate marking him, and um, he definitely toughened me up as a young lad. And he's just a pure warrior. He plays a plenty of heart, and the type of player that everyone wants on their team. So I give seven to Hank. Brilliant, and one of the great GA names of all time as well. I think people will agree. Um, uh, <laughs> we're looking at uh, midfield then. Um, again, kind of just sort of uh, John McDermott is a kind of a walk onto this team, and then the other one is is really up in the air again. Kind of like in goal, there's sort of four names. Um, or five names even knocking around with a kind of a similar enough level of vote so far. So this is actually one where you could have a bit of influence. Yeah, okay. So obviously, as you said, a man that picks himself is John McDermott. I always used to love, love I used to love watching him in Croker. He's a fantastic fielder of the ball. His consistency to dominate the middle was was unbelievable. Two-time All-Ireland winner and winner of three All-Stars. Just he, he has to be in the team. I suppose I'm going to go with another man that I'm playing with at the moment. Um, he was also nominated for an All-Star last year. And as I said, it's important Like I support, it's important to note the lads that have stayed with Mead Football during transition and that have got us back near the top flight. And so that's why I'm going to pick uh, Brian Menton. Uh, he's currently yeah. joint captain of the Mead team with Kyogi. 
as I said, he was nominated last year for an All-Star. And to be fair to Mental, he's probably my longest, one of my longest county teammates. Myself and himself have played on every team for me since we were 16 years of age. So we're now 29 and we're still going to train together. So um, there's a good sentimental value. He's a very athletic man around the middle. He's ruthless at kicking scores on the run. And look, he's, he's another key ingredient to why me to where we are today. And um, he's just a fantastic teammate. So I'll stick in Brian Mint. Definitely. I think that's a really good shout. Um, and again, yeah, somebody who kind of uh, does tend to kind of stick out, I suppose, in, in, in kind of when you're watching the sort of current mid team. He's one of the first kind of couple of players that, that jumped to mind. Um, into the forwards now, this is, uh, it, it's interesting. There's just so many, like you, you uh, I'd be interested to see your calls and kind of from what eras they come from and stuff like that. But when you think of the, when you think actually, even before we go into names of, the level of mead forward that they had almost covering all six positions at times from about basically the entire Sean Boylan era, you know, over maybe yeah. maybe 12 players or 13 players. It's absolutely incredible that they all kind of came along at one time, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. And even even in recent times, before I actually start naming them, some I just have it here, like, um, I've played as a forward for me for most of my life and I had the pleasure of playing with some sensational players like the likes of Joe Sheridan, Brian mm. Farrell, Keane Ward, you've even Kevin Riley there from the backs, uh, Graham Riley, Pat O'Byrne, Andrew Tommy, Mickey Newman, like all these men and even there, my, I mean, another club mate of mine, Shane O'Rourke, who was played by injury and like all these men in their prime would deserve their place on any team but I suppose when I was picking it and I hope these men don't give out to me either but when I was picking it I suppose I had to kind of go with the All-Ireland winners and, and the All-Star honours and a lot of these probably would have came from Boylan's era. So at 10, biased again, another Simon Stone man, at 10, I went with um, Evan Kelly. Yeah. Uh, he's a two-time All-Ireland winner, an All-Star winner in 2001. And I suppose a funny story about Evan, in my first adult, adult game, first Simon Stone, I wore 13 and Evan wore 15. And I was only starting my adult career and um, while Evan was finishing up. And I remember him, he actually came over to me before the game and I was a bit nervous. And I've never spoken a word to him in my life. And um, I, was, I was thinking, what's this man going to say? Is he going to say, right, just keep it simple or, or pass the ball to me? But um, what he said was, uh, he, sorry, he called me over and then he goes, uh, sorry, I have it here. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, Sean, if you get that ball, you turn onto your left foot and swing. Don't mind me or any other eagle on this team shouting at you. Turn and swing. And if it goes wide, what about? Get it again and swing again. So, it completely, <laughs> completely settled me down and, yeah. and just believing me as a young lad, um, that gave me great confidence. And I suppose I'll, I'll always remember that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's some confidence boost to go in as, as opposed to the, the other old guy who, who might go and tell you here, young lad, you know, stay out of the way. If I'm coming <laughs> yeah. in, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah. That's actually brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, Evan Kelly, yeah, funny. I was watching a clip, I was watching highlights of the 99. All-Ireland final there and I suppose people do remember that as Giles, Murphy and, and Garrity had smashing games but in the first kind of 20 minutes of that game or so when it was up for grabs he got a couple of absolutely brilliant points and won some great possession in the, in, in the forward line as well and possibly can be overlooked when you're talking about that group of players so, so that's very a very annoying. very interesting choice yeah so um, we've got uh, two other spots to fill then in yeah. the half forward so- yeah, so 11 is a man who picks himself. Uh, it's Tommy Dowd, two All-Ireland winner, four All-Stars. It's the most All-Stars any Mead footballer um, has ever had. So he's one of the all-time greats. So not much more to say about Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. Uh, 12 was uh, Trevor Giles, probably one of the best footballers of his generation. Has won every medal in the game. He's a minor, minor All-Ireland and 21 All-Ireland, two senior All-Ireland titles. He's three All-Stars, footballer of the year twice. And my first few years playing for me, they actually had Trevor as a selector. So I actually learned, I learned a lot from him. He was a great mentor and he's just an all-around class act. And he was someone I really aspired to be uh, when I was growing up. Um, I, I always looked up to be like Trevor Giles. So. Yeah, absolutely. The only ever two-time uh, footballer of the year, I didn't realise until this week either. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to win it. So that's a pretty, uh, pretty impressive um, half-forward line. Um, and we're into uh, the full forward line then. Yeah, so 13 and 14 are two men that probably picked themselves as well. They're going with Ollie Murphy um, as 13. He's left foot, right foot, very skillful, great man to sell a dummy. Um, he, he scored the decisive goal in the All-Ireland final in 99. And um, he's two All-Ireland medals, he's two All-Stars and just, just a class act. Mm-hmm. And um, in 14, it's probably 
the man that's on everyone's team sheet is Graham Garrity. Um, Giles, he's actually won every medal in the game. The minor, the under 21, and two senior titles at county level. And he captained the 99 team, two all stars. And Gary's the type of man, look, he combines, like, he's an athletic powerhouse. He's just pure natural ability, and he's just brilliant to watch. And he was always a real fan's favourite. So he's one of my favourite players growing up. And yeah, I suppose you couldn't pick a me team without Graham Garrity. And no. um, you could play in any position either. No, anywhere, exactly. Yeah. Um, and 15 is probably the best footballer I actually had. I, I actually graced a, a pitch with myself. He's Mead's last all-star, which is Stephen Bray. Yeah. Um, Stephen himself, along with Seamus Kenny, as I said, he used to bring me to train in my first year on the panel, so I got to know him really well. He's another fellow that took me under his wing. I got to know him fairly, fairly I got to be fairly close with him. And it's, and as I said, he's probably the best footballer I've ever played with. His, his consistency over the years was incredible. Probably the best forward I've ever seen to show for the ball. And, as I said, just just a great servant to uh, to meet football. Yeah, absolutely. Stephen Bray, I think, overlooked uh, no more so than by me when I put the original uh, article together and left out his 2007 All-Star, which I'm still kicking oh, yeah. myself over because he <laughs> genuinely was. He was a joy to watch. And I mean, when he did have that 2007 season, which as you said, he was always very consistent. But I suppose that was the one that stands out was like some of the points he was kicking. You kind of fancied him to score every time he got the ball in his hand. There's not many forwards you can say that about. And I always thought as well that you mentioned Shane O'Rourke earlier. And if like, if Shane O'Rourke didn't struggle as much as he did throughout his career with injury, that that was some two-man full forward line for me to build around whenever they were able to actually play together, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. Like, Rocky was played by injuries. And another man, probably probably our club legend, he's probably the best football I'd ever play for Simonstown. And um, he led us to two Keegans. And, and I don't hope, don't hope Colin doesn't mind me saying, but Shane was probably on the way to be, to be near better, better than Colin if he hadn't have... Uh, mm. That's probably a big statement, but... Um, <laughs> he's got the size Shane. as well as all the other yeah, Colin O'Rourke stuff, like, yeah. That's it, yeah. It would have been... He, he just was a fantastic footballer. And, uh, look, he still comes out training. He still comes out playing. He's, and he's been played with injuries. But, um, but he, I, I don't think Shane has just finished yet. You never know. Please go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, I, I, really, uh, I, I actually have to say I, I really like your team. And I think there's a lot of players in there. The likes of Evan Kelly, the likes of Hank Trainer, uh, Mickey Burke. Those guys are getting votes, um, but I'm, I'm not sure they're going to make it necessarily into the okay. team. Brian Menton's another one. But I really am glad that we got to talk about them because I think, again, some of these guys from your era, from the era maybe slightly before you, who have mm-hmm. soldiered through uh, Mead and played some outstanding football over the years as well. Like, the, you know, there is obviously a tendency to go with All-Irelands um, sometimes in this rather than individual players. So you might just run through the team from 1 to 15 again, Sean, if that's okay. Yeah, so uh, number one is Paddy O'Rourke. Number two is Mark O'Reilly. Number three is Darren Fay. Number four is Michael Burke. Number five is Seamus Kenny. Number six is Donald Keoghan. Um, number seven is Hank Trainer. Number eight is John McDermott. Number nine is Brian Menton. Um, number 10 is Evan Kelly. Number 11 is Tommy Dowd. Number 12 is Trevor Giles. Number 13 is Ollie Murphy. And number 14 is Graham Garrity, and number 15 is Stephen Bray. I suppose, Nick, just before, um, um, just at the end of it, I suppose, there's a lot of lads there, I just have to mention, that I am playing on the me team currently. Mm. Um, there's many men there that, I suppose, it's definitely, I know they might not have been in the public eye to be picked, but I'm playing with them, and they're hugely talented footballers, and I suppose a lot of them would have come into consideration when I'm picking my team. But I say, if you're asking the same question in 10 years' time, I'd like to think a lot of these boys will be in the reckoning for picks and I yeah. suppose all yeah. the lads are, are starting their own legacy so uh, just want to make just make that point with it no yeah. exactly it's, it's funny it was literally the point I was going to make myself about doing this again in 10 years so you're dead right and it's it, it's important to say as well but um, again these things are really hard to do and we should obviously always kind of like specify we're just having a bit of fun it's a it's a bar stool conversation when the bar stools are locked in the pubs at the moment and I suppose that's the without football or without uh, pubs this is kind of what we're, we're we're sort of looking at and it's always good to have a look a bit of fun a bit of sort of fancy looking at it and I have to say looking down at this team and even just seeing from 10 to 15 here that's some forward line and, oh, you, serious, you, and when you think that you can leave out like players that were before your era like kind of Stafford or Rourke uh, uh, Flynn and you know Beggy uh, all these boys and still have a team a forward line that's as good as that I kind of go to my oh, point earlier about this the footsteps you're following in and need forwards is um, is quite unbelievable uh, for a county like yourselves 
And that's it. And hopefully in, re- in, in, in the next couple of years, you will see me back up to the top. And we, we will be talking about the Conor McGill's, the Shane Walsh's, you know, the Killian O'Sullivan's, the, the Ronan Jones. And, and as I said, these lads are now making their own legacy. And in 10 years' time, they might be the first men picked on the team, you know. So please God in here. Absolutely. Well, listen, Sean Tobin, best of luck if there is a season this year. We still don't know what's going to happen, but we definitely wish Mead the best of luck. And thanks a million for picking your Mead 15 for 30. Touch of class, Mick. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Great stuff there from uh, Mead footballer Sean Tobin and uh, two people who'll be interested in how Sean gets on when Mead do eventually get back to playing football and two people who've picked their own Mead 15 for 32. Balls that are resident Mead men. Two of the three that we have, the third one, our great and glorious leader, Brian Reynolds, refused to take part, probably because he believes that Mead football is dead. But uh, two people have kept the faith, Dylan Ryan and uh, the star of A Mead Man Goes to the All-Ireland, one of the great videos that we've done on Balls that are over the years, Shane Cattle, uh, are joining me now to pick their team. Shane, uh, people will remember A Mead Man Goes to the All-Ireland. That was because whenever this was, I think 2017, when you went to the yeah. Mayo Dublin All-Ireland as in, uh, yeah. in your Mead jersey, uh, harassing people, but why aren't we talking about Mead? I suppose it was such a ludicrous thought that Mead would ever actually be in an All-Ireland final again. That's probably you know, what was so funny about that video. Funny enough that you say that actually was because the last time I think you had me on the podcast was was last year when we got into the Super 8 and <laughs> I coming in at the start and trying to take over the podcast and making it all about Mead and was very swiftly kicked out. I forgot about that too actually, yeah. God, I, I apologise, I do have to, like, uh, I did mention it to Sean briefly but, uh, you know, obviously in, in the interest of uh, fairness and the fact that we are talking about Mead so much this week is like, I do have a great respect for Mead football but I also do have a tendency to automatically slag it at every at every opportunity but it, it comes from a place of respect and of course Mark who's on most of these things also uh, hates Mead unfortunately but uh, so that, yeah. that's why sometimes that happens. That comes from hatred, yeah, with Mark. I think, <laughs> but you you can't you can't uh, fault him. I, I guess uh, being from Cavan, uh, he's he's, no. he's always giving out about the Kells lads who are pegging the stones at the Cavan boys coming back from the All Ireland. And sure, look, that's just there's not a lot of cracking Kells. The boys have to get their kicks somehow. <laughs> well, uh, we don't have Kells representation on the show today, but we have Navin and we have Dunboyne. So we're well, we're well spread across the county as we go and look to see. That's, Sean picked the team kind of based on a lot of the players that he's kind of played with or uh, grew up watching. So there's a, kind of a, there's a good few left out there from the very early 90s, the, the 87, 88 team left mm-hmm. over the two All-Ireland yeah. Finals in 1991. Um, I think they will, a lot of those guys will make the team based on the voting, yeah. but I'd be interested to see kind of more people, you know, of the younger generation, if the two of you kind of go against those lads as well, then maybe there will be a bit of a shock and maybe we won't have Brian Stafford or Colm O'Rourke or uh, any of these boys on the team. But so that's, that's, that's interesting that he's done that because I've done something similar myself. And like, I think that when this goes to a public vote, you definitely will have your Mick Lyons and your Liam Hernans in there. But I've, the, the, the strategy I've applied when picking my team is just to not pick the lads that I don't remember. Uh, these are lads that I wouldn't remember playing at all. I think Harnham was only on the bench in 90 and, and I was only born in 89. So I'm, I'm not including him, even though he 100% will be on the team when it goes to the vote. Yeah. Uh, and maybe he shouldn't strategy. be for the 90s performances, you know. That's yeah, nice, I, yeah. I, I, I agree, Mick. I, kinda, I went with, obviously I'm born in 94. So me, we were last in all our finals, 2001. So whatever age I was then, I was only a baba really when we were last in the final. So I obviously wasn't alive in the 90 and 91 final. Um, so, but I have, I do remember, you know, growing up watching clips of them players, mm. talking to people around the club and in Dunboyne and around, you know, the, the older generation of how, how, you know, great these guys were and how much they looked up to them. And that has, has an impact on, on my selections, definitely. Um, but um, but I I know where I know where you're coming from, Shane. You 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 are you're slightly slightly older than me, so you do remember <laughs> some of the I guess maybe some of the '96 and '90 uh, yeah '96 '98 guys playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, let's get to the teams then, right? Because goalkeeper is by far the most competitive position. Oh. We haven't seen this. We've done two weeks of this, lads, and yeah. um, you know uh, 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 Durkin, Paul Durkin, and Donegal. 
had nearly, I think maybe their third or fourth most votes of anybody on the team. And then okay. last and last week for Waterford, Stephen O'Keefe, I think, had the third or fourth most votes of anybody on the team. They were walkovers. You barely had to count the votes for the goalkeepers only to see where they fell in the whole thing. You knew they were in the team straight away. This time, I haven't a clue. I've been looking at the votes yeah. and Cormac Sullivan, Brendan Murphy and Michael McQuillan all have around the same votes. Um, yeah. Sean went for Paddy O'Rourke. People will have almost already seen. Who have you gone for, Dylan? Let's start with you. I've actually gone for none of them. I've gone for Conor Martin. So I yeah. had, I had votes Cormac, for him too. Yeah, I had Cormac Sullivan down first. Um, naturally, I went for, and then I, and I kind of went, Do you know what? I, I'm, not, I'm not sure on that. And then he went for geez, Mickey Quinlan, but he he he's part of the '80s, really. And I know he had. I think I think he was probably was involved nineteen ninety one. Finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gone with I've gone with Conor Martin. Right there, you go. So Conor Martin has got a good few votes as well. I would say he's behind the other three, but he's definitely, yeah. and it just shows you how much how many goalkeepers there are. We've never, we've actually it. historically never had, I guess, a stop a stalwart maybe a goalkeeper that. That okay, McQuillan was, but but other than that, someone you, who played for generations, yeah, like for the average Dublin yeah, or whatever, ten yeah. or fifteen years, and yeah. um, you know, you also had you know even like two thousands, and obviously the last, I think this this championship alone, we've had four different keepers. I think <laughs> in, in in the in the league, or, or, or certainly from last year and this year, we've had four different goalkeepers. Yeah. I think so. We 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 have struggled there, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Conor Martin. Grant. I always really liked Murphy. I thought he was good, but again, he wasn't there for that as long because yeah. of he was playing yeah. soccer and he was. I think he retired earlier and different things like that. Shane, who have you gone for? I've I've gone for one of the three. I've gone for Cormac Sullivan. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Very good. Shane, we'll stick with you for the full back line then. Um. Okay. So number two, three, four. I've gone with um, Owen Harrington, Darren Fay, and Connor McGill. Right. Okay. Great stuff. We were just actually. I was only talking to. Uh, um, uh, Sean mentioned Conor McGill there, and I was just saying to him on fair because I, I, I just I'd forgotten at the time that Conor McGill had such a good year last year. He was yeah. in our, um, he was basically in our rolling all stars for most of the season. I know Donald Kelgan ended up keep yeah. staying in it, but uh, he's a class, class footballer. And something about Mead and uh, teak tough full backs. I don't know what it this is. is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. A, it's a good choice. It is, yeah. I think, and you know, I kind of, I learned not to say that. Either. Another, another, uh, another uh, kind of uh, tough modern player that that I considered in there in that position was was Mickey Burke, but I I, I think I've I've just been watching a lot more Mead. I've been going to a lot more Mead games and league games in the last few years, and I've seen a lot more McGill than I would have of Burke, and I've just really enjoyed watching him play, watching him play. So um, he's in there. He just he just he makes defending exciting. He's a he's a great and very very solid player. Very he's a very traditional footballer, like you know, where he he sees a ball and he attacks it. It's great. It's exciting. Yeah. Like you know, he's 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 uh, he plays at ninety miles an hour all the time. He's fit, fit, fit and strong, and he's he's a he's a he's yeah, he's great. Hopefully, another few 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 good good years out of him now and in, in the future. Um, yeah. I've gone with I've gone with again I, when I sat down to write this list, I was constantly thinking of the players in the past, like in, in that eighties. And uh, early '90s team, and I originally went with Robbie O'Malley and Tony Ferguson, or Terry yeah. Ferguson uh, first. But then I actually, actually did a bit of research. I was like, you know what, Mark O'Reilly was 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 brilliant. And I remember, I remember lads talking about. I remember seeing clips of him. He was a brilliant, brilliant cornerback. I went with Darren Fay then a three, and then I went with uh, Cormac Murphy at four. So that's okay. Very good. Yeah, I think like it's funny. I think I think Robbie O'Malley will definitely get in. I think Darren Fay is a guarantee, and we. It's a, it's a pity sometimes when these lads are so good, you kind of gloss over them in these conversations because everybody just has them in. But I think uh, O'Reilly is definitely a great shout. You know, we talked to Sean about him as well. Like you know what I mean? Not not. Yeah. Yeah. I I, like I, I remember read re- I remember reading reading. I'm not sure who it was. Um, but I'm um, a footballer who who was marked who was marked by Robbie O'Malley. Said by far the the, hard, the hardest player to play against. He was brilliant. He was always out in front and and an absolute mare to be marked by. So he's in my team. And then um, and then Cormac or O'Reilly, Brown. yeah, you mean? Sorry, yeah, O'Reilly, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, but O'Malley probably will get into the team. Like you know, he's a, he was he was unbelievable in the eighties, and uh, yeah, he was good. Obviously, in the ninety and ninety one final as well. So yeah. There's definitely a cornerback spot to play for, and like I think Ferguson might yeah. be leading it at the moment. But I think O'Reilly and Ferguson are similar. 
in terms of votes. So I think uh, that, that that's definitely one of the main. Uh, I'll have probably have an article up on balls during the week about what the main kind of uh, voting selections uh, that are too close to call will be. I'd say that's probably one of them at the moment. Uh, Dylan, stick with you for a half back line. Now. Yeah, I I I went with uh, Colm Coyle, Don Kogan, and Martin O'Connell. Um, I kind of felt like Coyle was one that I was, you know, Willie Wonty, like obviously he's a brilliant footballer. Uh, but the other two, Donald Keoghan and Martin O'Connell, I think picked themselves. Keoghan is just a, a brilliant, brilliant classic footballer. He's probably our best footballer in the last 10 years. Um, a Haskin in the team, I think. And Martin O'Connell was 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 the, our, one of our main men in the 90s and obviously one player of the year, footballer of the year in uh, 96. Um, so, our millennium man, of course. Yeah, yeah. So he has to get in the team, I think, as well. So, yeah, that's my half, half back. Yeah. Not a bad halfback line. Of course, Colin Coyle gets extra points for winning Mead the All Ireland in '96 by getting Liam yeah. McHale sent off. But uh, Shane, <laughs> um, do you know? Funny enough, Mick, I've gone for the exact same um, halfback yeah. line. Martin O'Connell. Um, if you get yourself on a stamp, you get yourself in my team. Um, <laughs> as uh, Dylan said, um, and Coyle. Ten years and Colin Coyle. Um, I had the number five on my '95 Mead jersey as a young fella, and uh, so Colin Coyle was always a bit of a hero of mine. And then years later, worked in a shop in in the town in Navan and sold him a copy of Call of Duty. So it's good to know that Colin Coyle is out there killing Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> well, or his uh, son, more likely. Uh, okay, so Lee Manon is probably going to get into this team by the vote. So to be honest, it's between Coyle and Keoghan for that last wing back spot. Um, with Martin O'Connell basically guaranteed a spot as well. So that's going to be a really interesting one. I'd vote for Kogan myself. Um, I think if you're picking between the two of them, but um, I, I actually would prefer both of your full backline than our half backline than the one that's going to get in. Uh, midfield then, Shane? Um, I've gone for John McDermott and Boots McGuinness. Boots McGuinness, right, okay. A man whose star shone brightly and briefly. Yeah, I had a, a great chat, a great crack chat to the Mayo boys down outside Crow Park that day. Uh, the yeah. All Ireland doing the Mead Man thing. So, uh, really, by virtue of that, he uh, he he gets in there. Jeez, I watched the clip today actually because I've been watching a good bit of Mead stuff, obviously. But uh, there was a like a catch. I think it was in the it was in the Tyrone '96 semi final that might have been the best midfield catch I've ever seen. Right, Jimmy Boots McGuinness, and like again, I like randomly Jimmy McGee is commentating on it. It must have been a, <laughs> it must have been like UTV or something. We're doing it like as well as RTE, and kind of doesn't barely even comment and say, "Oh, a great catch there!" <laughs> I just I go moves on with it, and uh, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, so there you go. Uh, that's that was John, my... John McDermott though. Surely, I mean, he's got to be in the votes, is he? John McDermott's going to basically have enough votes to cover both midfield positions okay, if want yeah, to do it yeah. that way. So, uh, yeah, we but can put him in there. It's, zone it's if we need literally him. wide open in the other slot then between McGuinness has a few votes, between Nigel Crawford, um, Jerry McEntee, which I think is unfair. He was a sub in the 1990 All Ireland. He's, he's an 80s man, really. Liam okay. Hayes has loads of votes and he's an 80s man too. So, Look, I mean, people aren't sticking to the rules enough, uh, Shane, and I'm not one to get annoyed about that kind of thing. But uh, uh, you know, these, these are great players. Like, you, you know, it's very hard years. to overlook them. When you hear 30 years, you actually you don't think it's as, you don't think it's the, for some reason. When I talked to 30 years. I was like, oh, sure, we'll just have the it'll just be all the you know that, that 80s that late 80s early 90s team. Uh, but then originally that's what originally before I looked at anything, I was writing names down and they were the first names that came to my head. Um, but then I went, you know, actually, I, I, I'm 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 gonna try stick with stick with the rules, and I've gone with I've gone with John McDermott and I've gone with uh, Nigel Crawford, a, a nice Dunboy man midfield captain in 2010 when we last won the league or won Leinster and um, yeah he was he was he was brilliant he's one of the the only two of the two of the players that I remember watching play he he was he was brilliant not just in 2010 it was probably in his later years but in the early 2000s 2001 he was brilliant against uh, against Kerry I know we the Blues and that but he was a he was a brilliant midfielder um, really strong really good in the air pass um so yeah he's in my team yeah great servant i should mention actually another uh that sean had brian menton in his team and he's had he's had a good yeah. few votes as well from the current yeah. team so but i i think Crawford, Crawford definitely has a chance of getting in there so that's um 
that's a good one. Right, these forwards, talking to Sean about like the most ridiculous group of forwards in like over the space of thirty years or whatever that the the nineties team, the eighties yeah. team, obviously, uh, you know, th- those lads all half of these the 80s forwards won all-stars in the 90s as well they definitely can't be overlooked here you know and yeah. great forwards since as well the likes of kind of Stephen Bray and stuff like that so um, it's an unbelievable it's one of the, it's going to be one of the actually best selections that we have I think as a group um, over the course of the week soon this yeah. but uh, it'd be interesting to see what you went for Dylan for a half forward line first I yeah, I actually didn't find this hard at all, really. Uh, for 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 the six, my 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 lads. Um, so I went I went with Trevor Giles ten, Tommy Dowd eleven, Graham Gardy twelve. Uh, yeah, obviously a lot of people go with. Um, but yeah, again, go go with the six actually, because we can talk about them yeah, all as a sure. group. Yeah. So Trevor Giles ten, Tommy Dowd eleven, Graham Gardy twelve, and then. I have a, a an eighty stalwart slash he was a slash not like a late early nineties Kalma Rurkin at thirteen. I've gone with Brian Stafford at fourteen and uh, gone with Ollie Murphy at fifteen. Probably one of the the most natural gifted footballers ever uh, uh, at fifteen, Ollie Murphy. So uh, yeah, I actually didn't find it that that hard. Like I know I know I was looking Bernard Flynn a full four could have been there. Um, Stephen Bray was was brilliant in in you know the the mid two thousand All Star obviously our last All Star, um, but yeah I'm I was I'm pretty happy with them six. Yeah, I think that six could be the ones that do it. I think, funnily enough, I thought it might be a nineties half forward line, eighties full forward line, one of the greatest yeah. full forward lines of all time. But Ollie Murphy is definitely in this team, lads. Oh, <laughs> There's no doubt about it. He's got I think he's got more most votes at thirteen and fifteen at the moment. Um right. and so funnily enough it's between Colin O'Rourke and Bernard Finn, both of whom have a shite load of votes. Like as in like they could end up with like more votes than the you know the second midfielder or any most of the yeah, backs, yeah, yeah. but uh, I think one of them are going to miss out. So you've gone for O'Rourke as that kind of selection. Shane, have you gone uh, for much different than that? No, it's very similar. I've I'm ten, eleven, twelve. I've got Tommy Dowd, Trevor Giles, and Graham Garrity. Um, and again, I think that's that's fairly nailed on. That was really easy to pick. Um, just particular shout out to Tommy Dowd, who I watched in the Leinster semi final at the GAA. I had out there recently against Kildare in '97. Um, mm. They go five points down in, in, in extra time, and Tommy Dowd just head down, getting things done. It's an outrageous football player. Yeah, um, four time All Star, most me have ever had. I think he won three in a row at one stage, and two of those times you didn't even get out of Leinster. You know, yeah, like you're just playing like two games or whatever, yeah. and he just he was so good, including that '97 yeah. time where he didn't. I remember uh, my, my brother got to play a bit of junior football with him for the Tones, and I just thought that was the greatest thing ever. Like you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the the full forward line then I've gone with uh, Colin Rourke as well, Ali Murphy and Stephen Bray. I I was kind of hemming and hawing about O'Rourke really because you know that 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 rule I've sort of applied to myself. I I do I do remember O'Rourke playing, but not not that well. Mm. And so I, I nearly gave that spot to um, to Keen Ward. Um, I'd be curious to hear if he's had any 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 votes as well. There's, there's votes for him, yeah. I don't I don't think he'll probably make it, but uh, it's interesting you pick Bray. Like I mean, we just heard from uh, Sean Tobin there who called him the best footballer he's ever played with, and I and mm. like the consistency of Bray and the way like the when he was at his height, how good he was, you know. Um, and and I think some lads are just born at the wrong time as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I think Stephen Bray is definitely fighting for a place in any of these mid teams. Um, yeah. if he's around at that time but yeah it is hard to look past like you say you don't remember a rook play like you know you watch any of those old clips which I don't really remember either but you watch any of those clips and he's just I was watching the uh, Stafford's goal in one of the in the, the last game against Dublin in 91 yeah, yeah, and it's just yeah, a rook making a play out of nothing down on the right and then setting them up for an open goal you know and just yeah. creating this bit and he's like he played until 95 but you think he was like cropped from 1990 you know, yeah. and playing with the bandages on his knees and everything like that, you know. So, uh, yeah, he's a, in some ways, I think he's, so, he's, his, when you're on telly for a long time between him and Pat Spillane, I think history can almost underrate you because people yeah. just remember you as the guy on telly who might be doing a bit of moaning or whatever, you know. He's, yeah. he's, he's surely he's a, he's a shoo-in for, he's a shoo-in for it, really. I, I, I'd, I'd fully expect him to end up on that team. Uh, 
well, yeah, there's a long way to go in the voting yet, but uh, it is close, I have to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. I think if people hear that they don't, that he might not be on the team, there might be a few slew of votes from. Surely, uh, Sean Tobin's got to be plugging Colin Rock in there. No, he didn't go from, but he only picked lads he remembered. So, but uh, right, okay. he, he did uh, he did coach him for many's a long year across many a, a lot of teams. He's, he's probably got Colin managing the team, has he? I didn't go with a manager actually, but if okay. Sean Boylan's not managing this team, lads, he's actually, yeah, actually yeah. He's disowning this whole organization. Yeah, What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, listen, they're two good teams, lads. There's not there's not like a huge amount of um, difference between them, but that tends to be the case. People generally tend to agree on eleven or twelve of these anyway. Yeah. It's the two or three that cause the arguments. And if I'm looking at the voting here, and people can still go onto balls.ie into the GEA section and vote there. Um, you can see it across our social channels. If you want to send us an email to the gaffer at balls.ie, you can do that too. The, you want to vote for all 15. You never know who'll be in. There's still a long way to go. There's still probably more than half the votes to come in. But uh, the the big matchups that I can see so far, you've heard the lads teams, you've heard current Mead footballers team. So there's a bit of uh, analysis there. But uh, the matchups that I can see is there's a corner forward pace up for grabs between amazingly Colin O'Rourke and Bernard Flynn. Um, there's definitely a midfield spot to go alongside John McDermott, and that's almost open to anyone. There's a wing-back spot that looks like it might be Donald Kelgans, but definitely Colin Coyle and a few others aren't too far behind in that. And there's a cornerback slot to go in the full-back line alongside Rob, Robbie O'Malley and Darren Fay. And there's a goalkeeper slot, of which there is like four genuine contenders, maybe five. And we don't know who the hell that's going to be. So it's wide open, and there's lots of times to have a few more arguments there's lots of time to ring up your friends on Zoom or whatever and pretend you're having a pint in the pub and uh, argue about this greatest mead team in the last 30 years. But uh, lads, tell all your club mates about this and make sure that they're... Uh, I, do, I want a fist fight by the end, even a socially, a socially distanced fist fight by the, end of this, uh, by the end of this week from mead men arguing O'Rourke versus Flynn. Can it be arranged? <laughs> We'll do our oh, best. It doesn't need to be arranged. It'll just happen. Like, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is Mead we're talking about. Yeah. So, exactly. Someone's going to come in hard for Mick Lyons at some stage as well here. I haven't heard, hardly I've heard his heard, name mentioned. Yeah, like, yeah. Mick Lyons and Harlan up in the team. That's going to cause a lot of rows. A lot of <laughs> We're probably going to get our heads bet for these teams that we've picked, uh, Dylan. Oh, well. we'll have to... That's the risk you take. Well, yeah, that's the lads team. Let's see what kind of abuse they get for it. Uh, we'll have the actual team as voted by you, the public, on Saturday. As I said, go on to Bozzoli and vote for your team right now. And we'll be back with you next week with a new county. <laughs>